Daddy says I'm the best kisser. Right. Yes, yes. <laughs> there is. A, yes. Sorry, everybody. Yep. This is a clean podcast. I apologize for that. From Jordan High School in Jordan, Minnesota, this is Draft Picks. Today's episode: Road Trip Flicks. Thanksgiving is right around the corner, and it is time for a lot of people all across the country to start going on road trips. So on this episode of Draft Picks, we will be drafting the greatest road trip movie of all time. Joining me today, Joe Perkle. Joe, how are you today, sir? I am great. Thanks for having me. And Paul Garlock. Paul, how are you? Couldn't be finer. Road trip movies. I didn't realize how much I liked road trip movies, but... I realized I love road trip movies. And one of the reasons I love road trip movies is because I love road trips. So tell us about yourselves. Do you have a great road trip story or a great horrible road trip story from your own past? Well, I guess the first thing that pops to mind was this summer. Uh, we take a trip to Michigan. We drive straight through, uh, uh, what is it? Michigan. Yeah. In Wisconsin <laughs> where I catch the ferry. Uh, it's where... Uh, uh, I got nothing for you. Manitowoc. Manitowoc, 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 Wisconsin. Manitowoc, everybody. Shout out to Manitowoc. Manitowoc, Wisconsin. And there's a <clears throat> huge car ferry. I mean, you can fit semis on this thing. And it and it shaves off about six hours of our trip. Okay. And then we get on the other side and it's about two hours to get to our cottage. They don't call them cabins in Michigan. They call them cottages. Anyway, uh, we get out there. That's a, a fun thing for the kids. They ride on this car ferry. There's a movie theater. You know, it's a couple extra bucks, but as the driver, it's well worth it to save those four hours. Well, we get to Michigan. We're relaxing. We're in our last couple of days. We find out the crew has COVID. No. So the ferry is shut down, and we have to drive back the long way. Yeah. So it ended up being about adding about five, four or five hours to the trip. Not a huge deal. Not a nightmare situation, but, you know, one of those things where... You'd rather take the long trip getting there and the fast way home. Yes. This ended up being a long, long trip home as we got back. And this happened to be the day before fall sports started. So we had timed <laughs> it out where I would have that evening to kind of prep and get ready. And instead, I'm getting home late at midnight. And that was kind of a nightmare situation. If you want to talk about a positive one, I go back to college. I look at those road trips to Madison mm. for Halloween. You pack the car with some buddies. You switch drivers, you make a stop along the way, and it's just, it's it's positive, you're going to have fun, you've got the costumes packed. Right. I think those Madison Halloween trips were some of the best times of my life. Paul, you got some tales of the road? Well, I go back to my very first road trip. I was about five years old, and uh, my family, we took a road trip out to the West Coast. Uh, a blue station wagon and a pop-up camper. Classic. And I, I come from a rather large family. I have four older sisters, so the seven of us tripping across uh, the the wilds wow. of right North across Dakota Utah and Montana oh, and man. Idaho, and uh, I just I that is a day I fell in love with road trips, and I've loved them ever since. That's awesome. Our most recent one was over MEA break, where we just drove down to La Crosse, Wisconsin. Very Wisconsin-centric. Yeah, too much. Very Wisconsin-centric episode so far. Mr. Rasmussen, I'm sure, is just delighted <laughs> right now. Just the drive itself. When I was a kid, the drive was just the necessary evil to get where we're going. But uh, the beauty of a road trip is the road is the trip. When you talk about being a kid, the game has changed with technology. True enough. You That's look right. at back then, I think I had the Discman with skip protection, thankfully. Wow, to get privileged. Through. Oh, my. But, yeah, you know, you got to have the skip protection on a, on a road trip. But, All I had was a book. But maybe, I, yeah, a couple, of, a couple of discs, a book. And, you know, I'm kind of the guy where I have a hard time just looking down at a book the whole trip. Kind of mm -hmm. get a little car sick if you're in the back seat, yep. wedged in. But, uh, 
you think about the kids now, how much media and how, how entertained they can be on a six, seven, eight hour road trip. Yeah. Totally different. And Absolutely. how much landscape they miss on the way. Yeah. yeah. Much, yeah. Right. Truth. Oh man. These kids today. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about road trip uh, movies. First of all, with this genre, one of the, one of the, the favorite things I like to do on this show is talk about what is the genre. So uh, in doing a lot of reading about road trips, I noticed that a lot of people refer to them as road movies instead of road trip movies. Do we call them road trip movies, road movies? What do you call them, Paul? I, I think road movies, and that uh, sort of expands the genre a little bit because it's it's just anybody on a journey. Mm -hmm. And it could be a, an actual journey or a metaphorical journey for me. Those are all road trip movies to okay. me. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think it's any surprise that Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, all three of us are aware <laughs> of that movie, and that might come up here in a little later. But um, does it? You know, do you have to be on the road? Does it have to be in a car? Right. Um, yeah. It, it's, the metaphorical road, as, as you know, because you look out. at a, yeah, a road, and, and mm -hmm. really, is it more travel movie? Right. Is it is it the journey, the travel? Uh, you know, is it a train, bus, car, plane? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I think you could even expand it out further. Instead of saying road movie or road trip movie, is a travel movie. Right. And I think what's so fun about it is, you know, we mentioned things like planes, trains, and automobiles. And I think a lot of times we think of funny comedies. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of them that are going to come up. But also, like, two of the last three Best Picture Oscar winners are road movies or road trip movies. You had Nomadland, and then you had Green Book with Viggo Mortensen and with Mahershala Ali driving around in the south in the 60s or whenever that was. And so it's like there are silly movies and there are very serious kind of heavy movies and stuff. And so it's just the, it's the genre that can just fit in anywhere. The journey is just kind of the universal idea. So with the idea of what is a road trip movie, I have a quick quiz for you. We're going to do, right. do a one, two, three answer. You're going to say yes or no to whether or not this is or is not a road movie. First movie, is this a road movie? Finding Nemo. One, two, three. Yes. yes. All right. Pretty resounding there. I think so too. Number two, is this a road trip movie? Saving Private Ryan. One, two, three. Yes. No. Oh boy, we got a little controversy here. Joe, why not? Yes, there's travel involved. Yeah, there's roads, but I don't think that's the theme that this movie was going for. Okay, Paul. Uh, I say yes because it's it's the 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 journey that the people are taking to go get this person and the realization why it's important to them to make that trip to get to to go find Private Ryan. Number three, is this a road trip movie? Raiders of the Lost Ark. One, two, three. No. No. Ooh, okay. Lot of, he's traveling by boat. He's traveling by horse. He's traveling by truck. Paul, why not? This is your first no, I believe. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say no because the travel is incidental to the purpose. Okay. Otherwise, every movie out there, you could argue, is a road movie. Okay. Um, because in some form or fashion, in every movie, unless it's uh, like a one-act play type of situation, there's travel, right. there's movement. Okay. So I, I do believe that that is more of an adventure action movie than a road movie. All right, last one, last one. Is this a road trip movie? Con Air, one, two, three. Yes. Mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, why? Because the action takes place in the plane during 
that that's where most of the action takes place. It's in the travel. Mm-hmm. Um, they are trying to get somewhere. It's yeah, essential. And that's Paul had on it. And you said it. You didn't say road movie. You said road trip oh, movie yeah, this that, time. That's right. There is absolutely a trip involved in this. Yeah. And that trip is travel. The journey is the central journey to is the... very central. All right. Yep. I wanted to end with Con Air because I have a theory about Con Air, which is one of the dumbest movies that's been ever made. But I love it so much. I want to put it out there. It's Big a great Nick movie. Cage fan oh, man. He's so ridiculous. <laughs> but Con Air, it's... Very closely modeled on the Odyssey, which is the original road trip movie, because the Odyssey is all about a soldier who is trying to get home, but in the midst of trying to get home, he runs into all of these obstacles getting in his way, and his wife is at home, and it's after the war, and she's being faithful to him and waiting for him, and their child is there, and finally, he's able to overcome all of these obstacles and villains and finally get back home. And there's never really been a good, uh, you know, I don't think, version of the Odyssey made, but... Again, just wanting to be... I'd pretty... argue. Oh, okay, go ahead. Oh, brother. Well, that, okay, that's true. That's a good point. You're right. Oh, brother, we're out, though. Cohen Brothers, Minnesota's own Cohen Brothers, yep. yeah. Might come up in the episode later, yeah. Yes. Oh, brother, we're out there. You're right. I will. I have embarrassed myself on the, on the live recording here. So <laughs> uh, I, appreciate, I appreciate you calling me out on that. So in a moment, what we're going to do is we're going to have our draft order established, and then we're going to commence with the draft. But first, uh, I want to take a moment to talk about the other projects going on through Creative Communications. Hey, if you're enjoying Draft Picks, then you're probably a fan of movies. If so, make sure to check out our new podcast, Tunes in Technicolor with Xander Barn. In each episode, Xander and a special guest fuse a great movie to its musical album, Doppelganger. Also, since you're listening to the Road Trips episode of Draft Picks, you might like Cars as well. Well, if you do, check out Industrial Evolution on our YouTube channel. Each episode, the trio of Brody, Marcus, and Connor discuss how some of the great American automobiles have evolved over time. To experience these shows and many more, please subscribe to the Creative Communications YouTube channel as well as the Creative Communications podcast on iTunes or Spotify. Back to the show. So, we are back, and we're going to now talk about the draft itself, and we're going to establish the draft order. So, the draft for Road Trips is going to commence in seven rounds. Each of us are going to draft one selection from seven categories. The seven categories we're going to draft from are the Road Trippers. The objective, the mode or modes of transportation is third. The person, people, groups that they meet along their journey... Uh, Every uh, road movie has a detour, an obstacle, a setback, so we'll draft one of those. The freak out, where somebody breaks down and uh, can't take the trip anymore, it's gotten to be too much. And then there's always a wild card round, where just something else from the genre that maybe doesn't fit neatly into the categories, but uh, it has to be mentioned in terms of what makes road trip movies special. We will now be commencing with the draft order. This will be a snake draft, so that whoever drafts first in the first round will draft second, or excuse me, will draft last in the second round. The draft order has been established. Picking first is going to be me. Picking second is going to be Joe, and picking third is going to be Paul. So love the sandwich pick. That's, I that's what I was hoping for. I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't ready for that. My whole draft board is already falling apart. Okay, <laughs> round one of the draft. The first overall pick. I'm going to go to a category that I was not planning on being the number one first overall pick, but it's the one that perhaps I love the most. I'm going to go to the category of mode of transportation right off the bat, because there is one movie in my mind that just really nails this whole thing. The movie is Dumb and Dumber, and I am taking the entire slate of transportation from Dumb and Dumber. The dog station wagon, 
the scooter, the Lamborghini at the end, everything up to, but not including the bus of uh, bikini-clad women at the very end, which they do not get on. My first overall pick, somewhat ridiculously, is going to be Harry and Lloyd's various modes of transportation in Dumb and Dumber. Nice pick, Tony. I like that pick. I'm going to move on with my pick to the people or person that they meet along the way. Oh, boy. And I'm going to dive into a, uh, a movie that is, I did a little research, is a road trip movie, and that's Zombieland. Oh, yes, Ooh, it is. Yes, it is. Nice. And in Zombieland, there's Mr. William Murray. Oh! Bill Murray as himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, as they get to Hollywood, they grab a star map and they find Bill Murray's house because Woody Harrelson, I forget his, the name of his character, but is a big... Tallahassee? Tallahassee. Tallahassee. Or, uh, yeah, yep, yep. And he is a big fan of... The big BM, which I say that because that's on his gate. <laughs> yes. uh, as they open the gate, it says BM on it. So they open it up. They get into his house. They, at this point, assume everyone is a zombie. And they get into the house, and uh, sure enough, Bill, zo- Bill Zombie, Bill Murray, is <laughs> pretending to be a zombie. And uh, they have the time of their lives. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's great because they kind of break down the wall. As, this is really Bill Murray. He's being himself. He's as cool as you'd imagine him to be. They're loving him. And then sadly, he does the uh, fake zombie makeup, and I can't remember who, but somebody thinks he actually turned into a zombie, mm-hmm. and they, they they unfortunately kill Bill. Was it was it uh, Jesse Eisenberg? Probably. I, don't, I think yes, I it remember. was. Yep. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. It I was just so. uh, took an ugly turn because yeah. Bill Murray was hooking them up with everything. <laughs> yeah. and do you have any Do you have any regrets? Uh, Garfield, maybe. Yes. All I remember is, and I, it's been a while since I've seen it, is just you know, snot laughing at, at Bill oh, Murray man. being himself because that's just how good he is. What a pick. Thank you very much, Paul. Have you you've seen Zombieland? I have. What do you think of, the, of I, Joe's pick there? That, that's a solid pick, and, and it's, I'll be honest with you, it was nowhere on my draft board, but I kind of wish it was now. <laughs> oh, that, that was a solid pick. Awesome. How do you go against Bill Murray? Everyone yeah, loves Bill. Oh, that's man. right. Awesome. Okay, we're at the end of round one. Paul, it is your first overall pick. Okay, so I'm going to go to the meltdown category because I think this is a quintessential meltdown in any road movie. And it's from Vacation. Yes! When Chevy Chase is in the car, it's raining, and the rest of the family decides, no, we're done. We're not going to Wally World. We're leaving. And he loses it. And in the middle of losing it, he even realizes how stupid his breakdown is at that point. (laughs) But he can't get out of it. And the line is we're going to have so much fun, you're going to be whistling zippity doo out of your, well, let's just say an orifice not normally used for whistling. There you go. So that is my that is my number one pick, Chevy Chase in Vacation. I will admit I was not expecting mode of transportation, people they meet, and freak out being the first three picks, but it kind of makes sense because those are three things that really make these movies special. So what a scintillating round one we had. I can't wait to find out what happens next. We're going to go to round two, and we're going to turn it right around. So, Paul, you are up again. I am up again, and I'm going to go with the people they meet category, and I'm going to take the Scarecrow, the Tin Man, and the Lion from the Wizard of Oz. Whoa! That's just something. Everyone knows those characters. Right. They're universal, They, they oh. and they, they, they mean so much to everybody, and... Uh, you know, some movie's been around forever, and I, yeah. has anybody not seen The Wizard of Oz? Yeah. I don't the, know. The, as far as my, my research tells me, the most viewed movie in the history of the world, I do believe, yeah. yeah. The Wizard of Oz, yeah, great, I mean, literally a road movie, literally right? Follow the movie. yellow brick what now? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, so we have The Scarecrow, The Cowardly Lion, just the three, not everybody. You want, you no. want to, you're getting the core. Uh, the core. There the, you the go. The core three. All right, going all 
way back to 1939, which might be the oldest uh, draft picks pick uh, we've had yet. So a little bit of history being made there. All right. Joe, we're back at you. Pick number two in round two. I feel like I, another one I have to get off the board before somebody else is the pillow scene from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles <laughs> with Neil Page and Del Griffith. So is this going to be your freak out? This is my freak oh, out. Just checking. And this is, uh, it, boy, that whole movie is about freak outs, pretty mm-hmm. much. And there's so many good freak outs in this movie where just Steve Martin himself is so good at being kind of that gruff, angry dad. And John Candy, the the silly, I, I make so many mistakes kind of guy, yeah. selling uh, shower curtain rings. And yeah, the, I had to go with the pillow scene because it's just it's just so real. You you, wait, you run out of money, you, you burn the car down, you have no money, you share a room. With this stranger, all of a sudden, your, your hand ends up between his legs, and you think it's pillows. Yes. You wake up in the morning, and... <laughs> those aren't pillows! Those aren't pillows! And that's the freakout that I'm talking about, baby. <laughs> that is a quality freakout moment, for sure. Oh, man. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is a classic. And, again, Thanksgiving. That's what he's trying to get home for. I don't want to spoil anybody's objective, but yep. it's the perfect time of year to watch... The Great Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Great Thanksgiving. Best Thanksgiving movie of all time. There you go. Absolutely. I'm I'm with you. All right. That means we're at the end of round one, and it is my turn. We are back at me. My goodness, this goes quickly. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and go with the uh, the detour, obstacle, or setback. And I'm not sure if this is a good pick or a bad pick or a clever pick or whatever it is, but I'm gonna go with it. My detour, obstacle, or setback is going to be from the movie Star Wars, and. The detour, mm. obstacle, or setback is going to be that they're going to Alderaan, and there's no better detour or setback than the planet has blown up. So, Alderaan blowing up, I think, is a bit of a setback in the movie Star Wars. So that will be my detour. Can the destruction get of Alderaan, a right? A planet blowing up? Is well, that about as big of a... Up. Yeah, that's a pretty big detour. That's why I thought. You know what? I think yeah. that's a pretty good setback, so... Uh, but I'll be honest time. with you, I wasn't thinking of Star Wars as a road movie, and I was about to argue that with you, but as I thought it through, I like the pick, and I and, and I think that is a road movie. Yeah, I don't I, think I, I don't think, think all Star Wars movies are, but I think the original one, around the Millennium Falcon, and uh, Absolutely. You know, we're just having a great time. Let's talk about round three for a moment. I'm going to move into the realm of fantasy for my objective at this point. And my objective at the beginning of round three, I'm going to go to the Lord of the Rings trilogy, which is essentially one long road movie. Yep. And the objective of destroying the One Ring of Power, Sauron's One Ring, is going to be my objective because I am setting the stakes very high here. So Lord of the Rings with uh, the objective of destroying Sauron's One Ring of Power, that is my objective. Nice pick. I like that pick as well. That is, uh, It's really the hinge pin on what the whole trilogy sort of spins on. So that that's solid pick there. Thank you. All right, I'm going to go from the category of detour, obstacle, or setback, and this would be a setback, and it's going to be from the movie Road Trip. Oh, oh. be careful, Mr. Yep, yep. I do need to tread a little lightly as this is a a very uh, slapstick, uh, raunchy comedy, but it comes with one of my favorite quotes. They're, they're kind of taking a shortcut through the woods, and they, they find a bridge that's out. Mm, yeah, they do. Yeah, and, yeah. and Ruben comes up with one of the greatest quotes ever to just kind of motivate the group, and he says, it's supposed to be a challenge. That's why they call it a shortcut. Otherwise, it would just be the way. Mm-hmm. And I use that in life all the time. So he rallies them to jump this bridge, and in a lot of 
movies you see fireworks they land on the other side well no they land on the other side the tires pop the yeah the engine drops out what would probably happen in kind of real life if you treated your car that way is that what would happen in real life well, i don't know i'm not a great <laughs> automobile mind but i can't i can't yeah, imagine right. that they just jump in they just take off and maybe just right. nixon so this was this was kind of funny because it's exactly what you kind of think wouldn't happen in this situation and exactly what should happen in this situation and that uh, adds on to more detours and obstacles and that's the whole point of the movie road trip well and i gotta tell you i i think finding that bit of philosophy in that movie is awesome <laughs> there, the is, there is yes. something redemptive there yeah, you know mr awesome. perkle it's a it, it was a great pick and, and i think you're right and you know what you you navigated through <laughs> the pitfalls of road trip there very very admirably maybe so. we don't promote that one to people sure yeah 18, there, are, 18 there, plus. Are, there are a lot of really good movies on this list a lot of them yes yeah, yeah and again uh, to be fair though we can't have a road trip movie draft and leave the movie road trip out so and now we've gotten it taken care of all right nobody's getting fired yet <laughs> so we are we're moving on to the end of round three and paul okay i'm gonna go to the category of the objective uh and i'm gonna pick from the movie apollo 13 Oh, oh yeah, and and I think it's it's strong because the objective starts in one direction when the movie begins, and obviously uh, without doing too much spoiler alerts here, uh, the the objective radically changes, and that objective of just to get home, uh, and I, I think that's a universal feeling. We've all probably been at that point where someday we sometime we just need to get home. Uh, mm -hmm. So I, I think that that the objective that the movie becomes really. It just speaks to the universality of mankind. You know, you Joe, you talked about uh, how you've taken that philosophy from uh, from Road Trip and kind of used it in life. Apollo 13 is my ultimate, uh, when I'm directing a play, uh, I, I always talk about Apollo 13 because it's just problem solving all along the way. So uh, two very philosophical picks here back to back with Road Trip and Apollo 13. Uh, you know. <laughs> but the other thing about it, uh, also, Paul, I think to your point, you know, you say the objective changes, but then on the, if you look at it a different way, the objective didn't change because it's like, why are we going to the moon? To show our greatness as a as a civilization, as a species, right? I mean, to show what we can do. Why are we bringing these guys back home? To show our greatness. So it's like, it's all about, you know, human achievement and greatness. And that's one of my favorite movies ever. Apollo, I, I, I did not give it enough uh, enough thought. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a great pick. And I'm just, I'm fired up right now. I love Apollo 13. Go see Apollo 13. We're going into round four. We are cooking along here. Paul, first pick in round four. Okay, so I'm going to go to uh, to modes of transportation, Tony. And it's going to be the DeLorean from Back to the oh. Future. Whoa! Is there anything cooler Jeez. than a DeLorean? And if you're going to make a time machine, make it out of a DeLorean. But I, I want to give just a, a shout out. Well, I can't because maybe you guys will pick it. So I'm just going to you leave that. You can give a shout out. Okay. The next one I would pick if I could pick two would be the Trans Am from Smokey and the Bandit. Because that <laughs> came at a point in my life when that was like the coolest car on the road. So uh, that would be my, my shout-out, but uh, the DeLorean from Back to the Future is my modes pick. We're having a good time here, and I don't want to cause any mischief, but there's a flag on the field. Joe, can we get a ruling on Back to the Future? Yeah, that's a great point. Obviously, I don't want to cause no trouble here. There, I'm, just, I'm just bringing forward the conversation. There is travel, obviously. It's a road trip through time. Through time. It's time. to get back. We, is we that have the to... objective? Is that the point of the movie, to travel? It's a temporal road trip it's yeah. the road is not through space all these road trips are through space 
and distance. This is a road trip through time. I'm in 1955. I need to travel to 1985. I think you could make a case back to the future. I was actually, we were going to have a moment here, Paul, where it wasn't going to be so nice, but actually I'm talking myself into the idea of back to the future as a temporal road trip here. And give him some brownie points for having a follow-up with yeah. Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah, and the follow-up, so, yeah, yeah. So if you were to block that, he at least had another one. I think you got to give it to him. I think there is uh, yeah. absolutely travel trip. There is a... You know, and what, like yeah. you said, what better vehicle yeah. to use? In the off-season owners yeah. meeting, maybe we meet and we have a rules meeting. You would know more about these rules yep. meetings, Mr. Yeah, we got to yeah, probably we, yeah, dive but, into some policy and yeah. bylaw. And, Let's get some ADs together and talk about the rules in terms yeah. of how temporal road trips work. I'll but tell you, you know what? what? I think we're going to give it to you. Yeah? As yeah. ADs, we'd love to talk about that versus some of the other stuff we've been well, talking about next, over the last at, 18 months. At your next AD meeting, <laughs> go ahead and bring this up. We will. Just raise your hand and be yeah. like, is Back to the Future a road trip movie? And we just need to know Donna Jordan. See how that one goes over, yeah. And back to our previous conversation of the metaphorical journey. It's the journey of, of Marty McFly realizing that his parents really are okay. They really are. Way to, yeah. way to rationale that thing. We I think got it. Yep. We got it. Oh, my. That was exciting. Okay. I'm going to pick up that flag and put it back in my pocket. <laughs> no call. <laughs> no call. No call. Joe, that brings us to your pick in round four. I'm going to clean out the modes of transportation, and uh, you might want to pull the flag back out on, but I'm going to kind of preface by saying I understand the movie isn't necessarily a road trip movie. You're already in trouble. I don't even know what's oh, about to happen. But there but... is a road trip within this movie. Okay. Home Alone. Oh, okay. Oh, you know what? I thought about Home Alone. Make your case. So... Uh, everyone knows Home Alone, hopefully. You know, Kevin's left home, family it goes to France, mom comes back, tries to get home. Kind of like a planes, trains, and automobile situation. She is stuck in Ohio or somewhere, uh, Wisconsin maybe, and can't get uh, home stop to Stop with the Wisconsin. Can yeah, we I know. be done? I know. Can we be done with uh, Wisconsin? So, uh, yeah. Fine, every time okay. you say that word. The, so anyway, you're right, you're she, right. She's yeah. sitting there, she can't get a flight, she can't get a rental, and my guy, John Candy, comes up to her and says, you know what? And he's part of a polka band. We're yeah. heading to Chicago. Hop yeah. in with the Kenosha Kickers. And uh, so she hops in with the Kenosha Kickers. <laughs> and I can't tell now if this is the greatest road trip of all time or the worst. Because now you're in a van for mm -hmm. X amount of hours with a polka band. Yeah. Within your vehicle. Yeah. So John Candy is so, kind of a patron saint of the road trip movies, it seems. He uh, was a very much a father figure for me growing up. And I oh, appreciate yeah. you reaching for the flag, but not pulling it uh, on. There you go. I, uh, uh, the movie, because of the movie within the movie, you made the case well. Yeah, there is a Catherine O'Hara's movie, the mother in the movie. She is on a road trip movie. All your, you, you are sitting back right now. Do we have to have a, do I got to well, pause this and well, we got to talk things through? Here's what I'm going to say. If, I, I think the flag should have been thrown and then a challenge flag was thrown. Upon further review, I don't think we have evidence to the contrary. So not enough, the, not enough we, evidence we will, to overrule. We'll let the call on the field stand. Okay. I'm not sure that I agree, <laughs> but we're going to let it stand. I appreciate that. I appreciate All right. It. Too close to call. I'll take that. So let's finish out round four here. I'll go ahead and clean out the category of the people they meet. Let's just let's just bring back to center here. For the people they meet, I'm going to go to one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. I watched this a thousand times. It was totally inappropriate for me to be watching it. But I'm going to talk about National Lampoon's Vacation, uh, which is, a, as I said, a movie that I loved as a kid. It was a movie that... It, as much as I loved it, I wasn't really considering it for this draft because I was like, ah, the Griswolds, yeah, whatever, they're fine, but do I really want them? 
But as I was looking at the movie on IMDb, I was like, oh my gosh, every single character they meet is one of my favorite characters. So you got Cousin Eddie, Mm -hmm. who is ridiculous. You got uh, Cousin Vicky, who was played by the woman from 30 Rock, which I didn't even realize that, but Jane Krakowski... Cousin Vicky, who's like, Daddy says I'm the best kisser. Yes, yes. (laughs) There is, um, sorry everybody, this is a clean (laughs) podcast, I apologize for that. So you got Cousin Eddie, you got Cousin Vicky, you got the cop who pulls them over in one of my favorite scenes of all time where they're both breaking up over the dog that got dragged behind the car. Tough little mutt, you know, (laughs) and they got that. They got John Candy again, here's our third John Candy time, right, as the the security guard. And of course, finally you have Christy Brinkley as the woman in the Ferrari who is going on this exact same trip i didn't realize until i was doing this that that's the driving force behind that movie the cast of characters they have to interact with and that's only my favorites i mean there's so many more national lampoon's vacation the people they meet along the way it's just incredible i love it and so that's my pick for people they meet i almost right away went with cousin eddie i was between bill murray and cousin eddie right away at the, my first pick there mm-hmm. so i'm glad that he was recognized here absolutely uh, and I and not to make your draft pick even stronger because I love this draft pick. It's a great one. Uh, but and, and then add Imogene Coco's character. Yes, oh, I forgot. I had it written down on Edna. Oh, yeah, on Edna. you <laughs> should be behind bars. <laughs> oh man. And they they leave her on the patio on the deck. Is that what they do? They just yeah, drop her off. Yeah, when she passes, the... yeah, they put her up on the roof. And as they... yeah, and as a kid, I don't think I realized how messed up that was. Yes. <laughs> I was like, well, you got to put oh, her somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking about that over as I was getting ready for this, and I was like, wait a minute, did they really do that? Oh my gosh! Well, they that's did. since we're done with modes of transportation, that's a good chance to shout out the uh, Griswold station wagon too. The Please. wagon queen yes, yeah. family truck. We owned a station wagon, which we called the Griswold station wagon. The, Absolutely. The, the quote. From the car salesman, if you think you hate it now, wait till you drive. That's right. It's <laughs> just a best line. Oh, oh man, what a great movie! I love it. Okay, so uh, that brings us to round five, and back to me. I'm actually, I think, going to go to my wild card at this time, which is, I think, the earliest a wild card has ever been drafted. I think this is like taking a kicker in like the first round <laughs> of the draft or something. Somebody's got to be that guy. That's right. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it. And so for my wild card. I'm going to go with a theme throughout many of these movies, which is awesome soundtracks. Uh, Dumb and Dumber has one of my favorite soundtracks from the 90s. You mentioned Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Which which is just incredible. Did I take something off the board or are you having an experience right now? I'm I'm just, so I'm just putting it out there. I'm just saying soundtracks in general, the movies have to have an awesome soundtrack. It's the sound of the road. So... Um, and I'm going to let you take it from me, but that was my number one wild card. Was oh brother, uh, man in constant sorrow. Oh yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very huge piece of that movie. Yeah. So great call on soundtrack, and I'm a big music yeah. guy, so. And and going back to not only soundtracks, songs and stuff, but also scores. Star Wars, great soundtrack. Home Alone, great music. Like, Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo. Back to the Future. Yeah. Like all these mm-hmm. movies we're naming, they all have incredible music soundtracks. The movie's got to have an awesome soundtrack. Joe. Good gift. Oh, man. I'm going to... I guess I'm due for the objective. So I'm going to go... Sorry, everybody. Another Uh-oh. Lampoon's raunchy comedy, Eurotrip. <laughs> oh. It just gets better and better. So in Eurotrip, this is early internet messenger email. The uh, main character is... And this is the objective to, to meet this pen pal of his. And, you know, having this really good relationship. I, I took German growing up. And I had, a, mm. you know, mm. names in classes. One of the girls' names was Mika. 
And so he he's not good at German, and he, he doesn't speak any German, but his little brother Bert does. And so he's, he thinks he's talking to this guy this whole time. Um, and he has this picture of this guy he thinks he's talking to and his beautiful sister. Well, it turns out it's not Mike he's talking to, it's Mika. And mm-hmm. so when, when they have this strong connection, Mike really wants to meet him, have a meetup, and in, in, says it in German. He doesn't know what it means. He basically shuts the whole thing down. And the little brother, Bert, reads his email and says, well, now hold on a second. You're turning this Mika down for a meetup? She's beautiful. And, and he th- so he blew the whole thing. She blocked him. The whole point of the story, they've got to go to Europe and find this Mika. Nice. Yeah. We've got to go get Mika. Go get, go Mika. get Mika. That's Not the objective. Mike. Mika. Not Mike, but Mika. Awesome. And, do you want and to once tell again, you? very, very well navigated there, yep, sir. Again, very another well 18 navigated. Plus. You are just on thin ice, but you're getting past it. <laughs> but, Joe, I'm going to tell you that your, your movie selection is telling me a lot about you. Right <laughs> yeah. So. I'm worried that it was going to be too much slapstick comedy. So. Oh, my gosh. Well, we're at the end of round five, which brings us to Paul, your pick. Uh, so I'm going to take my wild card, and for my wild card, is the when the movie happens. Uh, for example, uh, Old Brother in the Depression Era South, yeah. uh, Back to the Future in the 50s, Thelma and Louise in contemporary time. So the, the, the when it happens just adds so much to the movie because it adds to the technology they have, yeah. the modes of transportation, etc. So for me, my, my wild card was when it was happening. Being a history teacher as part of many things I do, I love to see the history in the movies as well. I love that idea. Yeah, when is the movie set? So the when for the wild card for Paul. Thank yep. you very much. Uh, Paul, you have your road trippers and you have your obstacle or setback. Uh, so I'm going to go with a detour and I'm going to go with the major car wreck from vacation where nice. they, they jump uh, and it's almost a sense of pride in a way for Chevy's character. Oh, 100 feet or whatever. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh yeah, I did that. But but then to, to see him wandering out in the desert trying to fix this setback is, is I mean, that, that scene makes the movie and then... It, now you want to talk about people they meet, the mechanics. Yeah, right? oh, I How love a parade does... where he's running out. <laughs> yeah. Is that? Yeah. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and then he wanders into the town, finds a family. Water! Let's get That's... some water! <laughs> yes! <laughs> And oh, then they man. find some mechanics who, you know, how much do you have was the yeah. question, not how much what it, what it was. Yeah, that's so, right. So uh, the car wreck from vacation does oh, it yeah, for me yeah, for yeah. The, the detour. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, that's also, I think, the scene where Rusty just crushes a beer right, right, yeah, while, first, a, yep. while his dad is having, <laughs> a, having a heart-to-heart with him, and he's just, like, pounding it. Uh, I think that's an okay thing to say. I don't know. Go see vacation. It's inappropriate, but it's funny. It's great. Joe. Well, I'll throw my wild card out there now, and that'll be the uh, casino scene in Rain Man. Ooh. Um, the idea of manipulating numbers to be able to beat the house. I mm-hmm. like any idea with that. That that scene just stuck out to me, and, and I, I rewatched it heading into this draft, thinking, yep, I can find a way. I think that's absolutely... And then yeah. shout out to... Yeah. Uh, um, the Hangover. I was going to say, yeah, yeah it gave uh, birth to another scene in another yep, so. movie that could be on our, maybe we throw the flag for the, for the Hangover, yeah, but some, definitely some elements have, of it. Yeah, yeah. who've seen The Hangover, have not seen Rain Man, see uh, Alan go into the casino and all the numbers yeah. in his head doing yes. that whole scene. Yeah. Uh, if, if you don't get that, that's from Rain Man, and so it's, it's beautiful. That's a good point. People should know that that's from Rain Man. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, Zach Galifianakis did not make that up. Yeah, that was Dustin Hoffman and Tom Cruise, man. That brings us to the end of round six, where I have the final pick. I'm going to go to my freak out, and I'm actually going to go back to a movie where another freak out was also drafted. I'm going back to Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and Joe, you've done an admirable job of navigating 
uh, offensive content. And so I'm going to try to do as well as you did uh, when Steve Martin in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles loses his car. The car is not there. And he goes back to the car rental agency. And the wonderful Edie McClurg is just there with her little face. And I cannot even begin to... <laughs> To quote this line, because it is quite inappropriate, <laughs> but uh, the basic gist of it is, I would like a different car. That is not how he says it. But the way he says it is quite memorable. And so my freak out will be uh, Steve Martin losing it on Edie McClurg in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Uh, but the, the, the rental car scene, and I think if you've lived any part of your life and maybe you're north of 30... You, you've had that moment where you would love to say those things oh, yes. that Steve Martin said. So right. I, 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 that is a great pick. Awesome. Thank you. Also was on my draft list. Oh, my, boy. I my, love uh, when I get list. to take something off someone else's list. Yeah. All right. My final pick is going to be a little bit more of a personal pick because I, as I said, am an English teacher. This is a movie that is not as maybe well known as some of the other ones. But my final pick is my Road Trippers. And it's fascinating to me that... We got all three Road Trippers left. All of us have right? our Road Trippers left. Yeah. Right? So... Fascinating that all of us left that to the very end. For the road trippers, I'm going to go to the movie The Road, which is a book that we read in literary studies. And it's about a father and a son in post-apocalyptic, just burnt out, scarred, destroyed America. And it's just an incredible bond. These two are literally all they have in the world. And all that holds them together is their love for one another in a world where everybody has turned on themselves. We have turned to the very worst of humanity, the podcast is getting very dark right now but i just love the connection between the father and the son in the road which is a, a, a which is by the way also my second vigo mortensen pick and i did want to do a quick side note on vigo mortensen who plays the father you may not realize this and i didn't realize this until we did the draft but vigo mortensen is the king of the road trip movie we talk about john candy a lot he's the prince vigo mortensen by my count has been in 12 road trip movies wow. in his career wow including all the Lord of the Rings movies, Hidalgo, which is a Hidalgo, road, Hidalgo, Hidalgo road trip horse movie. He was in The Road. He was in On the Road, the Jack Kerouac adaptation of his book. Movie in 2016 called Captain Fantastic, where he's taking his kids across the country again. Green Book, Best Picture winner in 2018. He did three films in 2014, all stories of a man who has to take his family and leave somewhere. So... Shout out to Viggo Mortensen, yeah. who is, you know, the return of the king is one of his movies, you know, obviously, because yeah. he's the king of road movies returning somewhere. So Absolutely. I just wanted to put that out there, that Viggo Mortensen is apparently the king of the road movie. So my road trippers are Viggo Mortensen, who plays the father, and the boy who plays his son from the road. Love it. Thank Love you. It. Joe, let's get some road trippers for you. Well, and I've, I've got my list, and the top of my list has movies I've already selected, so I'm going to... Pick something that we haven't talked about yet, and you've you've complimented me on being appropriate thus far. Oh boy, <laughs> we were so close to the end. We are so close to the end, but I'm going to go there. Nothing from Porky's. Right? I'm going to go. Nope, nope. Okay, we're that gonna, I might need to cut and, out. And, 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 and anything I'm going to tell you is what's on the movie poster. Okay. Because this is what I saw, and this is what I wrote down is from the movie poster. It's We're the Millers. Okay. Oh, We're the Millers. Big Jason Sudeikis fan. If you haven't seen it, go see it. If you're 18 plus. But on the poster, and, and I'll just say it like this, is there's a picture of the four people. It's him, Jennifer Aniston, and these two younger adults. And it's the drug dealer, the stripper, the runaway, and the virgin are all part of this trip. And they put them all together to go on this crazy road trip, guns firing, all the, all the, all the you want in a road trip movie. Mm -hmm. 
but again, big Jason Sudeikis and um, Jennifer Aniston fan, so I thought that they did a great job with that. And again, that's probably all I'll be able to talk about with that movie. I assume Jason Sudeikis is the virgin. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, we're the Millers. I remember that. I, I I will admit not having seen that movie, but I remember it coming out. I remember people liking it. Well, and that's another so, a, legit pick. A good mode of transportation because they get hooked up with this amazing futuristic camper. That oh, I have seen part of that. They yeah, don't even okay. know how to drive. There you go. Nice. They figure it out. Awesome. Yeah. Good pick. All right. Our final pick to Paul, our road trippers for Paul's movie. Okay, so I'm going to go way off the beaten track here for a movie I love. It's called The African Queen. Oh, yes. And the, the two main characters in there, the, the characters' name are Charlie Allnut and Rose Sayer. Uh, the ultimate and odd couple, mm-hmm. uh, a hard-bitten steamship operator and sort of a prim and proper English lady. Characters are played by Humphrey Bogart and Catherine Hepburn. Uh, It is a fantastic story. It's a fantastic movie. And these two road trippers could not be more different from each other in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But the way they meld together and come together throughout the movie is, is worth the price of admission. Yes, absolutely. We need to watch and know about movies that were made before we were born. I hope anyone out there who's listening who's like, what is that? That's from the 1950s or whatever. No, those movies are awesome. I don't remember what year, but yeah, we're talking... 1952. 52, okay, yep. perfect, yeah. Movies in 1952 are awesome. I'm just going to stake yeah, a flag you, on the ground right now and say, you know what, that's where it is. That was the one, you know, if you talk about media during the uh, pandemic, we didn't have a lot of new movies, new yeah. shows coming out. It was a great opportunity to go back Yep. Get caught up on some of those classics. Agreed. Before we get to our movie summaries, just really quickly, if there is there anything that just has to be mentioned? Honorable mentions we have to shout out. Yeah, I got one honorable mention road movie, uh, and it's an older one too from the 70s called Paper Moon. It's made in the Arab color, but it's made in black and white to, to age it. I would say if you want to see a great road movie, look at Paper Moon. Thank you. Well, I, was, I was hoping to get another flag thrown on me, but we kind of went over it in the uh, pre-draft. <laughs> but I, I wanted to talk about Waterworld. Yeah. As, oh. you know, these people are just looking for a road. Yeah. There so you I thought know. that was a okay. good one. Um, you know, going back to planes, trains, automobiles, the burned car that they end up in and the finger in his, fingers stuck in the <laughs> dashboard is just hilarious. Uh, Tommy Boy with the deer scene in oh, the car. we haven't mentioned Tommy Boy. I can't believe oh, Tommy Boy got all the way through oh, this my. thing. And then the freak out. How about the extra pair of gloves in Dumb and Dumber? I had that written down. That's... Yeah, yeah. Your hands are freezing. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Very good. I'm glad you brought that up. I also just wanted to shout out Wally World being closed in vacation. Because, oh. again, A, it's an incredible reaction from Chevy Chase. And B... That's just, again, something that would never happen. Going back to your point about when, you go on your phone and you figure out when Wally World is open and it's, oh. there's no movies. Wally so. World was the objecti- objective. Right. It was the detour and the setback, and it was yeah. the freakout. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. That's awesome. So, let's talk real quickly about the movies that we have made. I'll talk about Paul's movie first. So, we have Humphrey Bogart and Catherine Hepburn uh, and their uh, Charlie and Rose, and they are going to set out to get astronauts home <laughs> and uh <laughs> we have some astronauts up in space maybe charlie and rose are up in space we got to get them home but they're not going to apollo 13 in a space shuttle they're going to apollo 13 in a delorean which is also taking them back in time am i right so far so is this far, where we're going all now. right so you get to the, the special thing about this is it must be set in the future or in the past because you have a a wild card about a win. So when are we setting your movie here, Paul? Uh, I guess it would have to be in the future. Let's go in the future. This is a futuristic movie. Okay, sounds good. And then, um, boy, that DeLorean. I, the reason they, it, the reason they have to bring it back is because as it was launching. 
morning, it crashed like the car in vacation, and so it got all dinged up. And then, when they're up in space, they meet the Scarecrow, the Tin Man, and the Wizard of Oz, who are alien creatures from another planet, who help them get home. And uh, meanwhile, uh, Humphrey Bogart, he gets so frustrated, uh, Charlie, he gets so frustrated that he has his meltdown circa Chevy Chase in vacation. But it all works out. They get home. At the end of it, they get married. And, uh, and that is your movie. Your movie is called Invader of Destruction, Slaves and Spies, or Kicking the Darkness. That's a good one. Kicking, Kicking the, the Darkness. Darkness. Paul's movie right is called Kicking the Darkness. Charlie and Rose traveling to space in a DeLorean. Wizard of Oz, all that kind of stuff. That is Kicking the Darkness, directed by Paul. Joe's movie is features the Millers. This is going to be a comedy. Okay. This is going to be a comedy called Horse of the City, Prankster and Butcher, or Trust Ice. Or how about Night Has Been Naughty? That's a pretty good one. That's go. pretty appropriate yeah. for, for Mr. <laughs> Mr. Perkle over here. So this is uh, We're the Millers. Night Has Been Naughty. Okay. And it features the Millers now traveling in the, uh, the various modes of transportation in Home Alone. They are with the Kenosha Kickers. And uh, on the way, they meet Bill Murray, uh, maybe dressed as a zombie. Maybe they shoot him because they're freaked out about that. Going back to planes, trains, and automobiles, maybe Jason Sudeikis and Bill Murray wake up. Those aren't pillows. They have their freak out there at, at, at that moment. Yep. <laughs> They're driving along in the polka band, and they have to jump uh, over the road trip uh, bridge, and the wheels fall off, and that's just a really rough time. But they're doing all of this because the Virgin in uh, We Are the Millers needs to meet Mika in Europe, right? So we're going to, I'm not going to say why, but we're going to yep. go with that's why we're meeting Mika. And on the way, they run out of money and they have to stop at a casino and they win a bunch of money at the casino tables. And he meets Mika probably in Vegas. They get married at a Vegas chapel. And that's We Are the Millers. Night has been naughty. Genius. Directed by Joe. There you go. So my movie features... Uh, the father and the son in the road in a movie called Butchers with Rotten Skin. And that's that's from my random movie title generator here. In the movie Butchers with Rotten Skin, the father and the son are walking through a post-apocalyptic nightmare. But they come across a dog car and a scooter and a Lamborghini. And so they get in and they start driving, right? And they realize, oh my gosh, inside the Lamborghini, they find the one ring of power. Viggo Mortensen is also... Aragorn, and he's like, hey, let me tell you what I did before the world was destroyed, right? So they're going to go destroy the Ring of Power, but they need helpers. So who do they go get? They go get Cousin Eddie. They go get the cop from vacation. They go get John Candy, right? This is the new Fellowship <laughs> of the Ring, and they set off. They got to get the ring all the way to Alderaan, but Alderaan blows up. Meanwhile, we got a great rockin' soundtrack just going along all this way, just cranking great music. And uh, Viggo Mortensen, having been in so many road trip movies over the course of the years, he finally has a Steve Martin-style freakout because he needs to get a new car and he's tired of waiting. And so he has a very, very profane uh, freakout. But the movie ends, they destroy the Ring of Power, and uh, he and John Candy unite to become the kings of the road trip universe. And those are our three movies that we have created. Those are the three ultimate road trip movies. So I think we did very well Beautiful. by ourselves. I would see there. all three of them. I think those sound fantastic. Uh, before we go, uh, any other movie recommendations for our audience members, guys? Just a shout out to Sylvester Stallone's Biceps in Over the Top. <laughs> Great father and son road trip movie. How about this shout out? And this didn't come up in any of our draft picks. Easy Rider. Yeah. I was. I, I have. I'll just admit it. I haven't seen it. I was hoping I'd be able to get away with with it. Haven't seen it, but I want to see it. Tell me more about the movie. Um, 
I, I don't want to. I want okay. to. I want never to mind. I'm, I'm never going mind. to see it because every list I clicked on yes. to see top. It's number one. It's, it's number one. This so account, yeah. I was uh, hoping one of you two would maybe bring it up. And My apologies to uh, Dennis Hopper and, uh, and who was it, Peter Fonda? Is that Peter Fonda. That one? Yeah. yeah, it's uh, a great movie. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah, that's on me. That's exactly on me. I'm looking in the mirror on that one. Throw the flag on myself. <laughs> uh, I want to I wanna give a quick shout out to It Happened One Night, which is from 1934, which Ooh. is one of the original road trip movies, also mm-hmm. one of the original rom-coms it is also one of the three movies to win the top five oscars of picture director actor actress and screenplay so when happened one night was the ultimate road movie for me i want to thank everybody for listening we hope you travel safely on your various road trips over thanksgiving and winter i want to thank paul and joe for being here today this was a lot of fun hey joe you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world (laughs) yeah Draft Picks is a production of Creative Communications from Jordan High School in Jordan, Minnesota. For more, subscribe to the Creative Communications podcast on iTunes or Spotify, follow the Creative Communications channel on YouTube, and find us on Twitter at JHS Creative Com. Thanks for listening.